Hey, Cryptonauts, welcome back to another episode, the special episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I'm your host, Jake Chavarelli, with host, co-host, Blockchain John. And we're going to be talking about the ETH merge and ETH merge stuff, but there will be more ETH merge stuff coming on when the ETH merge actually happens soon, later this evening. It is uh, September 14th, 2022, Wednesday, episode 441. And we are talking about the, what, we're going to lead off with the, the price of, of crypto and the, and the uh, dominance. Sure. Currently, uh, yeah. Bitcoin yeah. dominance is 37.2% and ETH is 18.8%, so still slightly under 40% for Bitcoin and slightly under 20% for ETH. The price of Bitcoin did drop a bit down to, you know, just sub 20K, but it's up a little bit right now. And Ethereum has has uh, kind of been leveled off. In the last 24 hours, and it went up 2.5%, but... Uh, it's been kind of level. People are, you know, with bated breath, waiting in anticipation of what's going to happen next. So let's get on to the news because that's what we're here for. John, you want to lead oh, us really off quick, with the ETH oh, merge? Sure ETH merge, the countdown. Uh, there is oh, I don't have it. <laughs> approximately four hours and 40 minutes remaining until ETH merges to proof of stake. ETH merge. So hang out with us uh, or watch our next episode. Uh, we'll be live on Twitter Spaces, recording that whole thing. Yep, four hours and 40 minutes. So you want to lead off the news or you want me to lead off? I got it. Let's go with Decrypt.co, yeah, yep. written by Matt DeSalvo. I thought it was Matthew. Wasn't it Matthew DeSalvo? Oh, maybe. Maybe he went to Matt. Matt. Ooh, fancy. Major Ethereum mining pool will back ETHW mining. A number of big Ethereum mining pools are expected to support Ethereum POW following the merge the new assets developers confirmed today. According to a series of tweets from the ETHW account, major pools such as F2 Pool, Poolin, and BTC.com will support ETHW mining, which is expected to commence following a planned hard fork. A few hours later, NanoPool also announced that it would also participate. Mining pools are groups of crypto miners who share their resources so that other miners can work with them and have a better chance of processing a transaction and thus sharing in the spoils. Ethereum, the second largest cryptocurrency, is moving over to proof of stake in a long-anticipated transition known as the merge. This will eliminate the need for miners as validators will replace them in keeping the network secure and process transactions. Secure. It is <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah. It is hoped the move will make the network greener. Proof-of-work blockchains like Bitcoin are notoriously energy-intensive. A proof-of-stake consensus mechanism eliminates the need for industrial operations that use lots of electricity to keep the network running. But proponent of proponent, but prominent Chinese miner Chandler Guo, Guo last month launched a campaign to oppose the merge because those who previously mined Ethereum could potentially be left with useless rigs. To save these operations, Guao and other developers pr proposed a new cryptocurrency via a hard fork, which would still use proof-of-work mining. And today's news confirmed there is a wider support for the move. In addition to the major mining pools, F2Pool, Poolin, BTC.com, etc., that have confirmed their support for EW mining, some new pools are also doing mining tests based on data from our testnet, today's tweet said. In it added that ETHW community had also partnered with backup mining pool ETHW Mine. Meanwhile, a number of major exchanges, including Coinbase and Binance, have said they would not rule out listing ETHW. Of course, as long as it makes them a little bit of money, that's all they care about. Right, exactly. Trans this is the thing. It's the irony with this is that, you know, 
the Ethereum Foundation has been talking about this this move for over three years now, and the idea was, oh well, to reduce the power usage. Except the the public doesn't want that, so it's like, well, you got this centralized entity over here who wants to move to centralized Ethereum, and everyone's just like, nope, we want to keep mining. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, Ethereum, I'm not saying Ethereum Foundation hasn't spent money on making their own, uh, probably has their own machines, but. At the same time, it's like, you're just a few people. If you want to just have your own thing over there and just do it by yourself, fine. But, you know, everybody else bought this hardware thinking they continue to do it, and they're going to continue to try to do it. Yeah. And it's been obvious, obviously, in the past 24 hours, we've noticed there's been a lot of migration, obviously, off of uh, Ethereum because they can't no longer mine it. And a lot of other uh, uh, networks out there have grown exponentially. Well, I don't know about exponentially, but they have certainly grown a lot. We've seen as much as 5x for any one other pool. But nothing like, you know, exponentially in the sense of like 20x or 50x or something. So I would like 5x, 20x, 50x. If you guys are interested, you guys can also donate to our corn tree. Listen in the description <laughs> below. <laughs> All right, continuing on with news also from Decrypt by Andrew Hayward. BitGo sues Novagrass Galaxy Digital for $100 million after scrapped acquisition. Digital asset custody custodian rather BitGo has filed a lawsuit against crypto investment galaxy uh, firm Galaxy Digital following... Uh, through on its announcement planned to seek more than $100 million in damages after Galaxy pulled out of its planned acquisition of the company. Bitco filed the suit late Monday. The company tweeted this morning. The firm previously stated in August that it would do more, it would do just that shortly after Galaxy Digital axed the deal, citing Bitco's failure to deliver by July 31st, 2022 audited financial statements for 2021 that comply with the requirement for our agreement. Late yesterday, Bitco filed a lawsuit against Galaxy Digital seeking, this is a quote, by the way, seeking damages of more than $100 million, uh, rising from Galaxy's improper repudiation and intentional breach of its merger agreement with Bitco, the firm tweeted today. Bitco said that it filed the lawsuit in Delaware Chancery Court. The, the attorney, Brian Timmons, I don't really care about these details. Galaxy Digital announced plans to acquire Bitco in May of 2020 of a $1.2 billion deal consisting of cash and stock. However, the deal still hadn't closed more than a year later, prompting questions ahead of Galaxy's mid-August announcement about terminating the deal. Bitco claimed that Galaxy Digital owed a $100 million termination fee, while Galaxy Digital said that it would not incur a fee by pulling out of the deal. Ha ha. No, anyways, Galaxy Digital, was, which was founded by billionaire Mike Novogratz, recently posted a, a half-billion-dollar loss in Q2 of 2022, uh, which was announced one week before the firm terminate, terminated the BitCo acquisition. But it, there is usually a, a fee in that explicitly while we're watching Elon Musk uh, trying to get out of his deal with the $44 billion purchase of Twitter. I think there was a it was like was a four or one or four billion dollar. Uh, you know, uh, fee for not going through with it. It might be one billion, but um, it's kind of like the uh, if you make this move and try to do this thing and then don't do it, you've in a, in essence irreparably harmed the company because you've made this yep. change that everyone else was expecting, and now it's not going to happen. Yep. And yep. so it's like, well, you need a little bit of a pin. It's just a little. It's like it's like a, a restocking fee. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So moving on. Okay, uh, let's head on to the third news of the day. Once again, from Decrypt.co, written by Andrew Hayward. Starbucks taps Ethereum scaling network Polygon for NFT rewards. 
Would you like an NFT with your latte? <laughs> Starbucks today announced that it plans to offer its customers NFT rewards through Polygon, an Ethereum scaling network. The NFTs will unlock access to things like merchandise and events. The Starbucks Odyssey program, which will launch later this year, will let both customers and employees in the United States earn digital stamps as rewards, as well as purchase and trade limited edition digital stamps. Each stamp will be minted as an NFT or a blockchain token that represents ownership for things like digital collectibles and artwork. The initiative is billed as an extension of the existing Starbucks Rewards program and will let customers earn journey stamps NFTs by completing challenges and playing interactive games through the coffee's coffee chains app. Meanwhile, the limited edition NFT stamps will be sold by the company and can be purchased with credit cards. Cryptocurrencies won't be required to claim an ownership stake in their loyalty to Starbucks, as the company describes it. A Starbucks Odyssey web app will then feature a secondary marketplace to let stamp owners buy and sell them as they please. There will be incentives for users to collect these stamps as the NFCs will boost a user's level in the Odyssey app and lead to potential rewards from virtual drinks mixing <laughs> from virtual drink mixing classes to exclusive merchandise <laughs> and access to private events. That's or a better. trip to Starbucks Costa Rican Coffee Farm. A portion of the proceeds from NFT sales will support undisclosed causes. Uh, the company's. I'm uh, sorry. I'm I'm an anti-Starbucks. I should not be reading this article. I don't like Starbucks, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to burst your bubble out there. <laughs> I don't like Starbucks. In a tweet thread today, NFT marketplace Nifty Gateway said that it will power the Starbucks Odyssey platform, the market which is best known for NFT collection from artists like Beeple and musician The Weeknd recently launched a publisher's initiative that lets brands and creators develop their own NFTs drops using the Nifty Gateway tech. Polygon is an Ethereum sidechain that enables faster, cheaper, and more energy-efficient transactions than Ethereum's own mainnet can handle Oh, wait. I don't care. It has become a favorite of brand partners of late, with firms like Coca-Cola and Reddit launching NFTs on Polygon, plus Disney picked Polygon for its Web3 Accelerator program this past summer. Part of the problem is with, with uh, uh, you know, Polygon being better than uh, Ethereum was just the fact that you could actually do transactions at a reasonable rate. So it's mm -hmm. not just the fact that they're moving oh, your proof of stake. Well, they were also faster as well. I, you know, so I'm saying I, I found it's them faster. To be faster. Yeah, faster I, and cheaper. Yeah, yeah faster I, and cheaper. No, so there's plenty I of good had reasons. No problem with Polygon. The only problem I had with Polygon was I made the dumb mistake of putting it, uh, putting my Polygon um, on a rug pull. So that's <laughs> yeah, where, that, that was my that had nothing to do with Polygon. That was just my poor decision making. Yes, I'm still human. I still get. I still fall for them from time to time. Um, but yeah, squid Anyways, coin, squid coin, woohoo, squid coin. <laughs> no, I never did squid coin. <laughs> you were saying about Starbucks? Or you want to move on? Yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's go back to the potato. Crypto potato. U.S. Treasury Department users will need a license. A what? To withdraw funds from Tornado Cash. This is written by Felix. No, Malone. no. You, you know the office that guy in the office like no, no, no. Parkour. Sorry, never mind. Uh, on September 13th, uh, let me make this bigger so people can read it. On September 13th, that would be yesterday, the U.S. Treasury Department 
published a guide with a series of steps for citizens to follow, and because every citizen's going to follow exactly what they say to do, no, in order to withdraw their funds from Tornado Cash. Tornado Cash was a mixing service shut down on August 8th by the U.S. Treasury Department. This happened after investigations showed that the platform was used to launder money thanks to its transaction mm-hmm. obfuscation features. Per the Treasury, uh, Treasury Department's guidelines, U.S. Uh, users or U.S. users of Tornado Cash must apply for a specific license from the OFAC in order to withdraw any funds deposited on Tornado Cash before August 8th. Oh, yeah, exactly. Quote, U.S. persons or persons conducting transaction within U.S. jurisdiction may request a specific license of OFAC to engage in transactions involving the subject vir- virtual currency, end quote. Users will also be required to provide at a minimum, information about the transactions, including the wallet address of both the sender and the beneficiary. OFAC reiterated the sanctions of tor- on Tornado Cash, stating that U.S. persons are prohibited from engaging in transactions involving Tornado Cash, end quote. Therefore, using the platform would be considered a violation of U.S. sanction pro- prohibitions. According to the OFAC, citizens uh, can interact with Tornado Cash's open-source code without violating government sanctions. This intends to and weeks of speculation and debate about sanctions' extent and how they are to collide with free speech. Quote, U.S. persons who would, oh, pardon me, would not be prohibited by U.S. sanctions regulations from copying the open source code and making it available online for others to view, as well as discussing, teaching about, or including open source code in written publications such as textbooks absent additional facts, end quote. Tornado Cash tweeted that all of the, so you have something to say, sorry. Yeah, so basically what they're saying is that if you don't know how to do it, we'll help you get your money out, but you're going to have to provide identification. But if you're smart enough, if you're computer savvy, and you know how to click the download button, then you can withdraw your own cash because, you know, the freedom of speech. Yeah, freedom of speech, unlike all the other things we're doing. Tornado Cash tweeted all the organization GitHub accounts and those of contributors were banned. However, a fork of the code was preserved by John Hopkins on GitHub for teaching and research purposes. Here's a list of Tornado Cash resources that were banned. Tornado Cash at GitHub organization. Personal at GitHub accounts of TC computer, uh, Tornado Cash contributors. All USDC on Tornado Cash contracts at CirclePay. At Infura un- underscore IO RPC at Alchemy Platform RPC, and the uh, web address, I'm not going to read, domain, at ETH underscore LMIO. Tornado Cash, uh, Tornado.Cash, this is just a tweet information. So as CryptoPedia reported recently, the arrest of Alexei Pertsev, one of the developers of Tornado Cash, who was denied bail bail later on, sparked outrage in the crypto community to such an extent that Coinbase, the largest cryptocurrency exchange in the U.S., funded a class action lawsuit against the Treasury Department to defend users who were affected by the sanctions. Vitalik Buterin and Paul uh, Grewal, Coinbase's chief legal officer, claims they used Tornado Cash because of its anonymity when making transactions arguing that the platform allowed them to send donations to Ukraine without falling victim to Russian hackers or the country's government, which is a good reason for using an anonymous coin mixer. There you go. Like we were talking about off-air, man. It's it's all about the motive, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the code itself is not bad. It's not there to cause harm. It's not malware. Nope. Right? It's not a virus. It's a privacy code. It's literally a privacy code. And it's there for many, many, many other uses than just money laundering. Yes, Mm -hmm. money laundering is what it is also used for. 
but uh, yeah. This is. Hold on a second. The hell is going on here? Uh oh. Sorry, I'm just getting someone's trying to call me on my other side, interrupting the uh, podcast noise. Um, don't want to record it. My apologies to those who are listening. I apologize. I did not expect a call, so bum, bum, bum. I, I muted right, the so site. Long. Let's move on. Yeah. Okay, this is once again from Crypto Potato CryptoPotato.com, Central Bank of Bahrain to test Bitcoin payments via open node. The Central Bank of Bahrain, CBB, is set to test a Bitcoin payment processing and payout solution in collaboration with open node. According to the official press release, the BTC payment processor plans to provide the infrastructure for the solution. The regulatory sandbox. Do I have to read this? Is there, okay, I guess I read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the regulatory sandbox was first launched in 2017, following which the CBB authorized OpenNote to participate in this framework that enables financial tech companies to test their ideas and solutions in the country. OpenNode's CEO and founder stated, "Quote: OpenNode's leading Bitcoin infrastructure solutions continue to pave the way for countries, governments, and reputable financial institutions to adopt Bitcoin standard and transaction on the Lightning Network." End quote. The new Bitcoin payment solution is part of Bahrain's digital economy in a regulated space. Dalal Bouheji, Executive Director of Investment Development for fin- Financial Solutions at the Bahrain Economic Development Board, said the initiative that is soon to be tested by the payment processor is essential and highlights the need for innovation while sim- 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 ah, simultaneously adhering to the regulatory measures. After a decade of reluctance, several Gulf states, including Bahrain, have started to warm up to cryptocurrencies. The kingdom is also looking to attract centralized crypto exchanges. As such, one of the world's leading platforms, Binance, was awarded a crypto asset service provider license from the Central Bank of Bahrain. As reported earlier, Bahrain became the first country in the Middle East where Binance receives a green light to offer fully regulated services through the Cooperation Council for the Arab states of the Gulf. Well, congratulations, Binance. Awesome. And even more congrats to Bahrain to moving forward into uh, to adopting crypto. Yep. And our last article for the evening, until we can move on to this other big event. <laughs> South Korean prosecutors launched new investigation in Terraform Labs by Mandy Williams. While the Terra UST $60 billion fiasco appears to be gradually dying down, South Korean prosecutors have revealed plans to launch a fresh investigation of the firm and its executives, according to a recent report by the Korean Herald. The Financial and Securities Crime Joint Investigation Team and the Seoul Southern District Prosecutor's Office have met with a, uh, several crypto experts and financial regulators to review Terra tokens. Per the report, Korean prosecutors aim to determine whether to categorize Terra's digital assets under securities, including its native token, Luna. For the longest time, financial regulators have been working to determine what, which crypto assets are categorized as securities and non-securities. While several experts argue that cryptocurrencies are securities since they can be used uh, issued like stocks, others believe they should be classified as commodity due to their cent- decentralized characteristics. If Terra tokens are determined to be securities in the investigation Terraform Labs, its founder, Do Kwon, and other executives will be charged with violating the Capital Market Act. The firm and its executives are facing fraud and tax evasion charges leveled against them following the UST debacle earlier in May, resulting in the loss of over $60 billion in investor funds. 
The latest investigation comes as parts of efforts by South Korean prosecutors to widen the probe into Terraform Labs and its co-founders regarding the cataclysmic collapse of Luna and UST. Korean authorities have scrutinized individual, uh, several individuals and entities related to the terror case. Earlier in July, prosecutors raided the, helm of, or the house of Terraform Labs co-founder Daniel Shen as part of the ongoing investigations. According to people familiar with the matter, the prosecutor's new decision would help the policymakers develop the country's legal framework for crypto regulation. So I guess that's probably a good thing. I mean, anyways, as per the report, United States Security and Exchange Commission, SEC, is expanding the scope of the investigation to Terraform Labs. The firm's DeFi platform, Mirror Protocol, is currently under the SEC radar for selling mirrored assets, uh, Netflix, and Tesla stocks in UST. So lots of stuff happening. Unfortunately, yeah. it was great when it was when the price was high, but as soon as things started decoupling, oh man, everything went to hell in a handbasket quick. For Terra, yeah, you know, the, the, if Doquan also took the hit, then that's not a problem. But I keep reading articles that people are more furious about Doquan and want him to be hanged because he took out like uh, like a hundred million plus. Of like UST or really? dollars. Oh wow! Dollars. I didn't think he, he, he yeah, kept swearing up and down that he hadn't taken anything. Yeah. But how do we but know, right? He does have like more than a hundred million dollars. I forgot the exact amount, but it was a hundred million plus. Hmm. That's that's sad, dude. It's sad, and then for him to be like, oh, "I'm a victim as well." Yeah, you probably lost some, but you took a lot as well. Right. Yeah. Yep. All right, Kryptonauts. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, we will be live streaming here the Ethereum countdown. And talking about Ethereum. Yeah, but before uh, we go, of course, we do have a coin tree. You want yeah. you want to do that? Okay, yeah. Uh, we have a coin tree with a whole lot of different coins on it. You can donate to any one of which is on that list. But we also have a lot of lists, links, and lists, lists of links, list of links to uh, various social media and other places you could catch our media on, like Twitter and Odyssey. So you can check out that list. And coin tree keeps track of all of our lists or all of our links, rather. And then we also have our um, uh, T-shirt shop. Or now it's just a T-shirt shop. Swag shop, which has uh, two different versions of the same T-shirt and another shirt. It was an original shirt, which we had, which was our Stack Sats and Hoddle. After the name of the company, or actually after the name of our slogan, as well as Diamond Hands, Diamond Hands Never Sell, in multiple colors. Check those out if you want to check, you know, get one, represent C3 Media and the coin tree as well. So with that, we always say at the end of the show... Stack sats, Stack sats and, and hodl. And hodl. Adios. Adios.